Welcome to the week eight Sunday night edition of the PFF forecast. We're coming to you live here after uh, a brilliant, inspiring performance. Inspirational. Yeah, by Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys and a less than inspiring performance by Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings at home. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, all the craziness that was week eight. We'll take a look at where we think uh, the power rankings should be in the NFL so far. And then we're going to get to week nine. Guess the line. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Let's rock. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us tonight. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your, your week eight. Uh, by the way, before we get started, promo code is forecast. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. But like that means Christmas is literally right around the corner. So promo code is forecast at pff.com. 25% off any subscription that you want. Get all of the premium locked article content, player props, tools, 0 to 100 grades, betting dashboards. F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T is the promo code. Go get it. Give it out. It's a gift. Okay. Speaking of gifts. The lock of the week is six and two. The lock of the week is six and two. Okay. So here's the story. So on Wednesday night, we're picking our lock of the week. I knew it was coming. I knew that you wanted to fade Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was here for it. Mm -hmm. But I was a little concerned because, you know, the calf injury. But it wasn't even like a thing until Thursday, right? Like it right. wasn't, it It was a thing that they then kind it was of a big talked thing. about. Yeah. And then it was a big thing. You and I sitting next to like the feed, watching Dak warm up. Look, yep. Dak looked more athletic than me out there, for sure. Yeah. We watched the whole warm up, mm -hmm. okay? And it was the same warm up that he does every single game. Mm -hmm. And it honestly, like... Because you're watching it going like, wait, is he going to limp? Is there anything? Is he wincing? Nothing. Not he a thing. fully taped. Maybe they knew. Lathered. So that's kind of my takeaway. It's like they looked at this Minnesota Vikings team. They're like, <laughs> you know what? We're way ahead in the division. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We think we can kind of beat this team with Cooper Rush. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing about it. So, uh, by the way. This is the this is the best live show on PFF. But Sunday mornings we have an, a live show that's with pretty previews. damn good. That's pretty damn good that we where we preview the NFL games. And if you go to that, Sam Onsen who's a Vikes fan. I grew up in Minnesota. I rooted for the Vikings. I didn't kid. know that. And we were talking. Do you think everyone we out had, there knows that we had an impassioned discussion about Kirk Cousins and like why? Because we showed our PFF grades and mm -hmm. Kirk had the third highest grade in the NFL coming mm -hmm. into the week, mm -hmm. and yet. There was always something, there was always like wanting more, right? There was mm -hmm. always this idea of, you know, and we, I kind of, and I talked about this going into the game, uh, I into our discussion on Wednesday, which is only three quarterbacks in the NFL, Jacoby Brissett, Ben Roethlisberger, Andy Dalton, have lower average depths of targets in the first three quarters of games on early downs. Mm -hmm. And people are always like, um, people are always like, well, you know, what does that mean? All this stuff. It's like, well, the Vikings play these close games by design, right? They play these close games by design. You watch these and I, you know, it, it was maddening to watch. If you were a Vikings fan tonight, like, I'm sorry. Like, it must have been extremely excruciating knowing, right? Adam Thielen's on your team. Justin Jefferson's on your team. Tyler Conklin, Conklin is actually a fairly good tight end. Yeah, nice get down Freudian the field. Slip there. And... You just, I mean, you want, you're throwing the ball to CJ Ham. CJ Ham basically like led your team tonight. I have to look. He le did he lead them in targets tonight? CJ Ham. I mean, he, let's let's. This, there's he an had easy, three. Sorry, there's a, there's a very easy way to uh, encapsulate Kirk Cousins' evening. He had 5.4 yards per attempt, which is an absolute nightmare. Yeah. 4.3 was his average depth of target. There were only two quarterbacks in the entire league with a lower average depth of target this week. Mike White. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Mike White won the game, but like let's not pretend that Mike White is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And Jameis Winston, who who barely had 10 attempts. So basically, Kirk Cousins threw the ball shorter than anyone else with Adam Thielen and with Justin Jefferson. You mentioned um the tight ends there. When I watched this game, you know what I took away from it was the Vikings were leading in that game. And 
they played like they were up by 14 because they were beating Cooper Rush by seven. They played like they were up 21 because they were beating Cooper, Cooper Rush by seven, right? They never played the game like they needed to score any more points and ultimately ended up losing the game despite winning the turnover battle handily, despite getting handle, handed a bunch of penalties That's on that. That's the thing. That that I, like, this I, game, the Vikings should have won this game if, if they had a coherent offense strategy. So my question to you is this. Um, what should the result should there be a reaction? Yes. Yes. I mean, because here's the thing. The Because I actually, some people are chirping me. or are like, oh, you weren't saying this in the Carolina game or the Detroit. You beat Detroit. You needed a last-second field goal to beat the Detroit Lions, who are currently 0-8. Congratulations. Oh, the Detroit Lions. Hey, won, they're good. They the fight. De the Detroit Lions lost to the Philadelphia Eagles today and Jalen Hurts 44-6 at home. Mm -hmm. And you beat them by two in your own place. Yeah, Carolina, hard. Sam Darnold is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, and your defense allowed him to go 95 yards to tie a game with eight points and get you to overtime in that game. Mm -hmm. Like, either one of those games, probably, if you lose one of them, it it heads roll, right? Yep. And I agree that if Dak was the quarterback here, obviously losing, losing, to, losing to the Dallas Cowboys with Dak at quarterback is no, like, egregious thing. You were underdogs in the game. But... Losing to Cooper Rush is just not an acceptable outcome. And look, like the story is going to be about Kirk Cousins, and I, I think Kirk Cousins is a great deal of the reason why this team isn't very good because of the salary and ultimately you look at that defense and you have two guys who run four sevens playing corners for you and all that stuff. But ultimately, if you look at the three people who are the head of this team, Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, and Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is the third most you know, culpable. culpable person in that entire group, right? And, you know, whatever you think of Cousins, I'll tell you this, the Vikings don't think much of Cousins because they don't trust him. The Dallas Cowboys trusted their backup quarterback tonight. You think that was about trust? Yes. Oh, that's not about trust. It's about not understanding how football games are played and but how that, they are won. No, because, like... Is it though? Because I feel like they just don't understand how football. Well, games then they are should played. have been fired a long time like, ago. That that offensive strategy was not as much like they just didn't understand that you need to score points in the NFL to win the well, game. Well, no, they understand I, that. They that just, was my. Take they just on don't it. understand that. You, you think they didn't trust him to go score points? Look, I don't like. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like, and again, that's why I pose these questions. It's like, because all these people think Kirk Cousins is elite, Vikings fans, and mm -hmm. they think X, Y, and Z is the reason why they're not any good, and they're like, oh, QB wins don't matter and all this stuff. And it's like, that's fine. You can, you can believe all these things. But if you're, if you really, if you're the Vikings and you actually believe that your $35 million a year quarterback is, is elite, you certainly don't act like it. You certainly don't act like it. And that is with... Which, Justin Jefferson, who's one of the best receivers in football, Adam Thielen can still play. I, I and I, I get that you pay Dalvin Cook. I understand that Dalvin Cook's. I mean, Dalvin Cook's just a running back. He's not that good. Like he's he's fine. Like, but it's seventy eight yards on twenty opportunities today. Yeah, like that's four yards. That's less than four yards of play. I don't like if Kirk Cousins is good, and we have evidence that he's pretty good. You're certainly not pushing the envelope and if they give him a contract extension after this year like it's the same nonsense isn't it i would agree that you are not looking at a quarterback where you go yeah this is a guy i want to pay 35 million dollars you know year over year i just think there's a fun when i watch that team play there's a fundamental and maybe this maybe this is a kirk cousins thing right because there's a fundamental um, disconnect between how the best football teams in the NFL are winning games mm -hmm. and how the Vikings are playing. And maybe that is, we don't actually think Kirk Cousins can drop back and, and be efficient for 40 dropbacks, 30 dropbacks, whatever it takes. Um, and if that's the case, then that's obviously a huge problem. But I actually think it's more about not understanding that you have to throw the ball, that you need to be efficient passing, that you need to be up by three scores yeah. in a game in today's NFL. Because you looked at today's NFL, and I was going to ask you this, like, there, all of these backup quarterbacks went out and played well and won games. You know, you had Geno Smith, you had Trevor Simeon, Mike White, and then Cooper Rush. Is there a takeaway from that about the current NFL ecosystem allowing that to happen, or is it just an anomaly? It's very, I think it's variance, but... 
I said this as well, like when you play games close to the vest, you invite variance. The bad luck is your fault. Mm -hmm. The Brashad Breland play, the ball that went off his chest and into Cooper's hands as part of that long touchdown drive to win the game for Dallas, the fact that that, that play is bad luck, 100%. The fact that that play influenced the game as much as it did is your fault for playing a backup quarterback so close. When I look at Tampa versus New Orleans, like we were we were joking with with Trevor Sikama, who's a Bucks fan, we were watching the game with him and he's like, "Oh, Brady's going to punt it here, you know, it's like, you know, because it's they want to keep this game kind of like and it was a joke, of course." Yeah, but the saying that Brady was like not excited but, enough to score but with there's, 7 minutes left. He there's something to, be a game to it though, right? There's something to like when you allow bad teams to stick around right? And Denver almost had this with Heineke too. They fumbled on the last play. They only won the game by seven. They had, you know, a couple chances to lose that game. But even think about Arizona. It wasn't a backup quarterback for the Packers, but it was a backup everything else. And Arizona allowed Green Bay to hang around in that game. And then, yeah, A.J. Green doesn't turn the controller on and the ball gets picked off by Rasul Douglas. Like when you allow bad teams to hang around, you invite variance. And that's why I can, look, I've been as big of a a Rams disbeliever as I can be, but I'll say this winning by multiple scores avoids all that bullshit. And, and you can avoid that stuff by being like what the Rams are doing, which is being efficient on early downs, throwing the ball, extending leads and and the Texans Buffalo did it against Miami too. Right? Like Buffalo let Miami hang around for a while, three, three for a while. Yeah. They let them hang around for a while, but you know what I'm saying? Like, don't allow bad teams to hang around. Don't think that you have a clutch gene, right? Don't believe that just because Kirk did it against Detroit that he's going to be able to do it against Dallas. That's that's preposterous. Okay. Um, Mike Zimmer should be the coach for the Minnesota Vikings next week, yes or no? I mean, we're not – I don't like to, like – obviously, they're, you know, they're clients and everything. But, like, I mean, at, at some point – Is like, it really on him, though? I mean, I don't because here's the thing: the last three offensive coordinators. Th- so when when Zimmer took over, right when they got Cousins, they had John D. Filippo, and D. Filippo play, played a wide open offense, and Kirk Cousins struggled. And every single coordinator since Stefanski, Kubiak, 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 Kubiak Senior, Kubiak Junior, have all run this like don't lose the game in the first three quarters, run the football. And Dalvin Cook has had explosive games in those games. So in some ways they've been okay. Although they're seven and nine last year, three and four this year. And like, that is a, an edict from Zimmer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think replacing the offensive coordinator is going to do anything. And like, frankly, this team stinks anyway. So I don't even think the, the coach is going to do much, but it gives you a freaking chance throwing the ball yeah. downfield. Like that's their only chance. Let me, I think the, you know, I talked about Kirk Cousins numbers, but the Minnesota Vikings had a guy by the name of Stephon Diggs, who's really, really good. Mm -hmm. And now he's very, very good for a Super Bowl contender in Buffalo. And you watch Justin Jefferson get four targets tonight. Everybody thought that Diggs was a malcontent and he was right. Justin Jefferson is out here just cooking defensive backs every time he runs a route. Uh, four targets to Justin Jefferson was maybe the wor- most worrisome thing about this entire game. You have one of the best young wide receivers in the league. You're going, you're not going to be able to retain talent at that position, period. And um, that needs to change. Okay. Um, other big takeaways from this weekend. And I'll go ahead and, and give one. We didn't talk since uh, the Packers won on Thursday night. But the NFC is really really good obviously a bunch of one two lost teams right at the top the Packers winning without any receivers in Arizona I thought was incredibly impressive um, and we may have been I think sleeping on the Packers a little bit a team that was really good last year now I'm worried about Jair Alexander obviously like losing cornerback one two or three in the NFL is a big deal um, but beating a team like the Cardinals at home so short short staffed uh to me i think was the biggest statement that was made and now you look at the you look at the top teams in the nfl you know you've got tampa there they lose to trevor simeon you've got buffalo there absolutely i think arizona you go okay maybe there was a little bit of you know flash in the pan they're probably still really strong green bay to me is in that top tier and I think that top tier is obviously one that includes a bunch of teams because of how much parity there's been. 
Um, but when I start trying to put, you know, the top teams in the NFL together, I almost feel like there's five. Like, uh, maybe we try and order these, but I've got like Tampa Bay, Buffalo, Green Bay, Los Angeles, and then Arizona. And, um, you know, that's four NFC, one AFC team. But I think, um, I think that 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 win by Green Bay was incredibly impressive. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that ultimately when you look at trying to handicap these things, the, you know, we can say all we want about X, Y, and Z, right? And like everything else is mutable though, mm -hmm. right? Like you look at, say like Tampa Bay, like Tampa Bay has a bunch of injuries in the secondary and they can get caught by variants. I, I said this on the show. This was the first time Tampa was ever favored yeah. in New Orleans, and they, of course, lose. Buffalo, I think, is Buffalo played a shitty game today and ultimately won. I think a lot of that is coaching, but I got Josh Allen didn't look the greatest. Arizona's the same, you know, where mm -hmm. I think they're good, but like if something's off a little bit, Rodgers didn't play great on Thursday night. And I think, but when you I look, think, yeah, he didn't play great. He did, but it's like, you got to give the guy some credit yeah. for what he was doing. No, he's dealing gutsy with as hell, there. and he deserves. And like, look, everybody was talking about how much would Rodgers be committed to this season and all this stuff. And week one, they look like crap. He looks pretty committed to the season this year. And and like, I'll say this: like, the Calvary's coming for them, right? They got Adams coming back. They got Bakhtiari coming back. Yeah. Those are the most valuable wide receiver and left tackle in football last year. They have uh, Zadarius Smith coming back, possibly. They have Jair Alexander coming Jair back. Alexander, yeah. yeah, hopefully. And they have, and I'll say this, they have a great head coach. That head coach is 33-7 and seven in the first 40 games of his career. At some point, it's got to be, there. There are the fact that they are what whatever and zero without Devontae Adams in his tenure as head mm -hmm. coach is a humongous feather in his cap. And again, like I agree with you. I think you bring up a great team. I think uh, Green Bay is probably, if I do power rankings of the NFC, even though they have two losses, I would probably put Tampa, Green Bay, and then... LA and then Arizona probably after that, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I got to be honest with you, the team that I'm putting after them, I think is got to be the Dallas. I mean, Cowboys. Dallas could be ahead of all of them. It just depends upon how long it takes for Dak to come back. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, in hindsight, it's such a baller move for them to go into Metrodome and be do like, they, do they rest? Um, do they rest uh, Dak next week? They play the Broncos next week. Uh, I think. Dak I'll looks, say that, like Dak looks so healthy. Not man. to bring up more Vikings crap, but Ugh. like Bridgewater beats Cooper Rush, right? Stop he beat it. Heineke today. Stop it. You more, stop it. Similar guys. No. Um I don't think so. I think they could beat the Denver Broncos. Actually, with I think Rush. I'd probably put I, no, Dallas ahead of Arizona. No if Dak if Dak's healthy, Dallas is Dallas is one D with Tampa Bay, Green Bay, LA. Right? I also this needs to be said. If you are looking at the MVP race right now. Brady losing to Trevor Simeon is a not yeah, good good look for him. Even though he put up four touchdowns, he played well. Um, well, he had a couple of turnovers. He did not plays. play well, but yeah, but yeah you're right. Um, Dak Defense Prescott, horrible. Dak Prescott has a chance here, right? Because Kyler Murray had a not so great showing, um, may be injured with the ankle, mm -hmm. um, and you know it's really Matt Stafford right now has the the ability to kind of run away with that. I know we're early in the season, but Dak has a chance, obviously, from an MVP standpoint. Um, okay, let's go to the AFC because I wanted to ask this. We put Buffalo in the top five kind of without hesitation. What about the Tennessee Titans? They beat Buffalo. They beat the Chiefs. They go beat the Colts, albeit in a very close game, uh, but on the road. Well, and got behind by two score, two full scores yep. on the road. No Julio Jones. No Julio Jones. No, not. no massive game from Derrick Henry here. No Derrick Henry two straight weeks. So they've they've beaten two teams. Uh, they've beaten two teams now straight who are probably going to be playoff contenders yep. at least in the AFC. And Henry has gone like twenty six for seventy yards in both games or whatever. Yeah, Tannehill ha is not perfect, not perfect, but he is good enough and i don't understand like honestly these teams know where they're going aj brown had 11 targets today and every single time it's like he's dropping back to throw and it's third and long and they know they're going to him mm -hmm. a, a 10 catches 155 and a touchdown the chipotle fully through the system uh and back out like you know Tannehill, I, I, you know 
I, I think so. How so? Let's power. Rank, we have to start giving him. Giving let's him power some rank the AFC now. Okay, so here's the group that I'm trying to sort out: Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, Kansas City. I got to see them put a game together yeah, before like not, yeah. we even have that conversation. So to me, it's well, those three. Can we? Can we? So here's the interesting: the Jets have beaten the Titans and the Bengals, to a team that's six and two and a team that's five and three, and the Bengals have blown up Baltimore. Mm. Like it's so weird, right? Like that, the AFC, the is, AFC like, is a like wacky. wacky it honestly place. gives me a Chiefs fan some hope in that, like, there's it's you know the Chargers lose today to the New England Patriots. New England's only beaten the Jets twice, and now they have a couple wins in a row here. Played Dallas tough, mm -hmm. um, but that's an interesting one. I, I agree with you. I think this is weird. We all thought the AFC was this was this conference of yeah. of sort of like titans, and then the NFC was. A flat conference, and it is flat to an extent. It's flat at the top, it's flat in the middle with like Vikings, Atlanta, Carolina. Uh, okay, I guess New Orleans is a six seed with a with a bullet right now, but then a seven seed. Whereas the AFC, there's going to be some good teams that aren't in the playoffs, right? Like mm -hmm. there's there's going to be some collection of like Cleveland, Kansas City, uh, L.A. Chargers, yep. Raiders. Maybe I think the Raiders are actually shooing at this point, five and two. But like. You know, so I guess with the, in the AFC, I'd probably go Buffalo, Tennessee, and then a gap. Really? I, I, I just think, I think the Ravens, I like the Ravens a lot. Mm -hmm. I think the Ravens will give themselves a chance to win in games yep. they're supposed to win. But, and obviously Lamar's playing fantastic. So maybe they're in a conversation. I do think they're like second tier by themselves. But right. the Ravens, to me, like defensively are too top heavy now. Right, mm -hmm. like with, I mean, you saw the Bengals stretch that thing out, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, they went a ton of targets to T. Higgins, a ton of, you know, some targets to Tyler Boyd, and then their best player, Marlon Humphrey, was abused by by Jamar Chase. They yep. can't get a great pass rush, and then the offense is good most of the time, but somewhat inconsistent compared to the Titans and compared to the Bills. Yeah. Although the Bills were inconsistent today too, it's weird. I really want to put Tennessee at the top. I, it's tough because. I've, we've just seen Josh Allen do more incredible things than, than yeah. Ryan Tannehill has. And so it honestly feels weird just to consider a team other than the Chiefs, you know, as the best team in the AFC. And I think that's why it's so hard to try and, and order them. I, I really think any of those three, Buffalo, Tennessee, and Baltimore, interesting thing about Tennessee, they have faced uh, a top 10 hardest schedule to date. Whereas the Buffalo Bills have faced one of the five easiest schedules in the NFL to date. Um, so there's something to be said for what Tennessee has done. They are beating good teams. Ryan Tannehill is playing really well. Like they have legitimate superstars there, but they are a fragile team. So projecting them forward, I think, is, is a little challenging. Um, and Baltimore, like Lamar Jackson is playing as well as he's played, and they've dealt with a ton of injuries. So, you know, they're getting Rashad Bateman back. Like, I'll be interested to see how they play after the bye. I really have trouble separating those three. But I think it says something that Tennessee is in that category. That That's mm -hmm. really impressive. Um, and then obviously you've got, you know, Cincinnati, Cleveland, um, some questionable, you know, some some a lot of question marks there. The Chargers, the Raiders, question marks there as well. Um, anything else before we get to the games? Uh, no. Okay, I, I'm, I'm excited. We're going to get to week nine. Uh, here in just a second before we do I'm sure that you're looking for a great place to invest to put your money in on the games we're going to talk about because you'll want to get your money in quickly we talked about the Patriots game that was one that we liked last week they were getting five on the the look ahead they didn't need five they won the game outright hopefully you got some money down on that go to DraftKings Sportsbook use promo code PFF when you sign up and new customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win their game and when they do, you get $200 in free bets. It's that freaking easy. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of the NFL. How'd you do on bets this week, by the way? I, I, Green Line was basically break even. Our picks were one under, if you count uh, the, um, the lock of the week. Green Line College was up a couple units, which is good. Um, still have to check in on the props. But it was, it was sort of this weird thing where, like, some weeks – the model will be down a little bit, but I like somehow bet all the ones I like and they all win. Mm -hmm. And this week was one of those where like I, I somehow like I didn't bet as much on New England as I as I did Atlanta. And it's like fuck Atlanta. My it, two biggest bets this week were 
the Patriots plus five and the Seahawks. Uh, the green line like the Seahawks at minus three. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it didn't stay there very long, but unfortunately I hedged out all of my Cowboys. Yeah. We did a little bit. One of the teasers I said, and I, I Ben Brown, our good friend and colleague, um, what did I say this morning? I said, when, when it was at two and a half on Caesars, I said, I said, go ahead. And I, I said, take, take the Panthers at plus eight and a half and tease that with Dallas plus eight and a half. I'm like, I don't, I don't care what happens with Dak here. The Vikings are going to play this game close as fuck. And if they if they win by seven, God bless everybody. But that's a great teaser to have. There was another, um, what was the other, there was another two and a half that was popping up somewhere. And I was like, tease that one too. But like, you could have gotten, that was like a perfect sort of like, oh my God, it's getting out, it's getting out on the Vikings here. And you could have like, you kind of know, some teams play games with low variant, like Chiefs last year were a team like never covered, always covered the, the lower teaser leg. I think there are teams that we could talk about that are kind of like that. Um, the Bengals at minus two and a half screwed up our written teaser uh, as they could not, uh, you know, <laughs> win outright against Mike White. We, we might need to take the, the teasers off because other than that, I thought we identified some really good games last week. Yeah. So see how this goes. Remember, at DraftKings, you must be 21 or older in Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers are the ones that are eligible. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Sportsbook for details of your gambling problem. Call 100Gambler or in indiana uh, i guess that's not even on here so we're on to week nine uh let's start here with thursday night thursday night we get jets mike white and the colts in indianapolis what did you have this at oh man uh i had it at indy minus nine and a half okay i had indy minus ten and a half no think, love for mike white here uh, I think you're right. Uh, let me look at Pinnacle. It I, is ten and a half. Ten and a half. Okay. Now it's 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 uh, no, it's even. I was looking at Monday night instead. Um, it's even total on the game forty six. Forty six seems high, man. Yeah, like maybe Jets they saw is, maybe they saw Mike White and they got excited. Like, how? So I have to take ownership of this. Yeah. I thought. I, I talked about this on the show to, this morning. The 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 younger Lafleur, I thought was more of the problem than Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Zach Wilson, by the way, nowhere to be found on that on yeah, the, the broadcast copy of that I game. Did not while see Mike a lot White was Zach dicing up the, the the Bengals. Holy shit! And not a good look. The um, but they ran some good, and it was the same stuff that they always do. Like if you looked at the Jets today, and again, you didn't want to look directly at it, but like you when you looked at the Jets today, Michael Carter, third round pick out of uh, North Carolina, 14 mm -hmm. targets, nine catches, 95 yards. Uh, Ty Johnson, six targets, five catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. So they a lot had of a lot of yak. They had 14 for like 166 and a touchdown to the backs. That has been their offense all year. It's mm -hmm. just that for whatever reason, it worked today. And I do know the linebackers for the Bengals are crappy. Um, no Corey Davis today, by the way. So like you, you go into that game and you're thinking. And this is what the markets thought because it closed at 12, opened at eight and a half. That's how we got the teaser, yeah. by the way. So we got great closing line value on the teaser. But it was like, you say, okay, no top wide receiver, no quarterback who's supposedly good, Mike White, who no one's ever heard of, mm -hmm. Mike LaFleur can't coach his way out of paper bag the first few weeks of the season. And I got to say, I take an L so far on the Zach Wilson thing because they. Yeah, you and, you and, um, Tony Romo. Yeah, well, good company. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I don't know. Like 46 does seem low, right? Like both of these teams seem to like – like I feel like they're going to play patty cake in this game and this game's going to go under. Yeah, get on board with the under. I think 10.5 is the right number though. Um, yeah, I mean I wouldn't touch this. I The 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 uncertainty there is really, you know. All right, we have a big 1 p.m. slate, only three games in the 4 p.m. slate. Um, so let's start rocking here with the 1 p.m.ers. The Atlanta Falcons are going to play the New Orleans Saints. Um, do you think Trevor Simeon is the guy they should roll with for the rest of the year without James Winston? No, no. I mean, okay, let's, so let's do a little couple things here. Let's talk about the Saints first. Okay. Who should the Saints, who should their number one target be if they want to, like, both, you know, have a future, but also try and win? Yeah, let me look. Now. Well, I, I think that they can make this work. Um, they just recently made a trade um, with uh, the this team. Um, I think that they should trade something to the Houston Texans 
for Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. The hard part's going to be, and maybe Houston will go with this. The the Saints only have like $800,000 in cap space. It's the second lowest in the league to the Colts. So you're basically going to have to convince Houston to eat some of Tyrod Taylor's mm-hmm. salary. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to give like a high pick, like a second or third round pick possibly because it is a quarterback. Um, but don't you think Tyrod Taylor could totally – I think take this good. offense yeah. to being okay. Like the defense is good. Like so, the they thing, do some really cool things with with Tyrod and uh, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, yeah the so thing with the Saints is like they don't have as much depth as they normally have on defense, but their first string defense is really freaking good. Marcus Williams is great. Marshall Lattimore is great. Mm. The the linebacker uh, Demario Davis is is great. And then up front they have some hosses up there, and that was enough. That that's generally speaking going to be enough for them to make the playoffs. The question becomes. If you're the Saints, do you care enough about making the playoffs in 2021 to do this, right? Like, because that's an actually a good question, right? Because you're if you look at the NFC, you have a bunch of teams at one or two losses that are pretty mm-hmm. freaking good. Then you have you, the Saints, at five and two. Then you literally have the the Panthers at four and four mm-hmm. are the seventh seed right now in the NFC. Then Vikings, like a bunch of sh- crappy teams beneath you. You're you could probably make the playoffs with Trevor Simeon. And you're probably going to lose the first playoff game by three scores. And what do you think? Because if no matter who you get at quarterback, unless maybe it's like an upper tier guy, but you don't have the cap space for this. Like I think you're just screwed anyway, right? Don't you agree? Um, I do think they're going to try and make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be screwed until they get another great quarterback i mean like that's just how the nfl works they were going to be screwed with Jameis in there anyway yeah so i mean look (laughs) drew Brees has grown some really nice hair uh sitting on the sidelines i don't know if his arm has regrown like i don't know if if roman does hair and the arm as well like that would be what i would ask drew Brees. um he would be a nice option do you think tyrod taylor is a better quarterback than cam newton no Okay, because I agree with you, and I think Cam Newton should be the person they but, but, they target. Okay, and I get I know that this is prorated, but basically Cam's going to have to accept the kind of deal he got from the pa- Patriots yeah. last year. Um, would he want to do it? Would he want to stick it to Carolina in that division? I like, don't think Cam at this point. He said he's not doing things for money, right. and if you say that, you've got to kind of stick with it. I think the opportunity to play on a really good team with a guy like Sean Payton in your former division i think has got to be really exciting to him. Wow. and the new orleans saints fan base is awesome like that would be the number one person that i would target especially because of the creative things that we've seen new orleans do i have a lot more faith in what sean payton would do with that offense with cam newton mm-hmm. than what the patriots and josh mcdaniels did with literally no talent or our falcons just getting no a talent. big break getting the saints next week like this yeah. is going to be the worst. Like, I mean, they're going to lose. Yeah, yeah, they're going to lose. But like, so like, here's the Saints next schedule. They're home to Falcons, at Titans, at Eagles, home to Bills, home to Cowboys. Yeah, I'm just letting you know right now, Sean Payton's going to come out of that with a winning record ATS. I think so. I'm just telling you. Like, I, I think the Saints will... Uh, let me I can't you... believe the Titans are going to lose to the Saints with Trevor Simeon at home. Yeah. And we're all going to be like, what the hell happened to the to the Titans? And we're going to forget the fact that they're like a high-variance team. And if you stop Henry, it's sort of like Tannehill can be can have those yeah. kind of games. Let me give you a couple more. Um, and obviously, there'd be, there'd need to be some interesting salary cap stuff. Um, Geno Smith, who has looked decent. You're not going to need him anymore when um, Russell Wilson comes back. Uh, Andy Dalton is out there. You obviously don't need to play him anymore with Justin Fields. Um, and Jimmy G, that one, you know, I don't know how the hell you would make that work because of the contract. Um, that would be the one that seems very much impossible. But there are some other quarterbacks out there. I think Cam Newton is your first choice because of what you could bring. You bring him in off the street, you don't have to trade anything. Um, and I think the, you know, he'd be extra motivated. Okay. I have the Saints favored by two and a half at home against the Falcons. Uh, I said with Simeon. Yeah, I mean, that's who we've got to assume. Yeah, uh, I, I said Atlanta would be favored by two and a half. Okay. I'd, I could do two and a half either direction, basically. Interesting. Right? So um, this is not up on Pinnacle, 
I don't know if it's up on other books. Yeah, let's look. Let's get bet online at Superbook, uh, the Westgate Superbook. Um, before Sunday night, it was New Orleans minus four and a half. See, I mean, I and I know what happened last year when they started Taysom Hill inexplicably. We all took the Falcons, and Sean Payton danced circles around mm-hmm. Raheem Morris and company and Matt Ryan, and like Matt Ryan facing that pass rush yeah. has me freaking scared, right? As a, as a person who wants the Falcons season win total over, I took a big blow today when they mm-hmm. lost to freaking Sam Darnold. But like this is a game- out to five and a half now. You think, do they, what do they know that we don't, like is it Taysom Hill gonna start? And are they gonna kinda, like that's if, another I, option for them, right? If uh, Hill's healthy. Yeah, he's, he's hasn't practiced in a really long time. Yeah. I think it's a combination of a couple of things. The Falcons always getting their ass kicked by the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, the Falcon, the Saints defense being very strong and people in, in the markets overreacting to that. And the Falcons now do not look to have Calvin Ridley for quite some time. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, he's doing okay. And, and um, I, it's, it's, it's good that someone can actually message that out now, you know, and talk about those things. And hopefully I'm yeah. sure he'll get the help he needs. Um, but I think yeah, good that for him. Plays, I mean, plays I, into it as well. Yeah. And, and good for him. I think it's, I, I, I think it's, I'm now reconsidering whether I would bet Atlanta. I, I don't think it. you want to touch this game. There's too much variance here. Okay. I mean, it's not like Cooper Rush is starting for New Orleans. That's right fair. Now. That's a very good point. All right, we move on. Uh, next game we have is Broncos at Cowboys. I assumed that Dak would be back yeah, for this same game. Here. What did you have it at? Six and a half. Okay. I had Cowboys by seven and a half. I think you're probably more right than me. Dallas looks like a juggernaut now. Holy yeah, buckets. I see uh, pre-Sunday night, and this is assuming Dak is well, uh, it was Dallas by eight. Do we like Denver here? No. No. Nope. Because of Theo, right? Theo's just going to be I don't you know, like the Denver dump off guy. anywhere. Unless it's against Taylor Heineke, <laughs> who is completely terrible. He's garb, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott are we revisit my... an incredible team. But we'll get there. Okay. Um, Patriots-Panthers in Carolina. Where'd you have this one at? Uh, you said Carolina um, yep. against New England. I had New England lane two and a half in Carolina. Same. And this one should be up. Yes, it is two and a half. It is. Uh, it's really cheated towards really New juiced England. though. It's yeah, basically yeah. New England minus three. Good. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Carolina is just not very good. Um, you know, Sam Darnold not very good. I also think Bill Belichick against Sam Darnold is a may God help you moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have mercy on your soul. And the Patriots are are a good team. I mean. Um, they're op- they're they're uh, opportunistic on defense, and they are solid on offense, right? Like that's kind of like a they're 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 definitely better than the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, the Panthers stink. Um, yeah, so I think this is fair. The I, other thing is, man, like here's a question I have because I know he's just a year and a few games in. Can Matt Rule coach at the NFL level? I mean, like, is the coaching matchup in this game? abhorrent the coaching matchup is it swings <laughs> definitively towards the new england patriots that's like, for sure like joe brady's fine and i think like he's taking a step back this year but like sam Darnold's out here throwing hospital balls to like these guys it's not good the idea that sam Darnold was going to be he had a good half against dallas even too like yeah. it was crazy that like for three and a half games the guy was playing okay and then it's just the the wheels have come off and he got a concussion this is even this is the this is the biggest own of them all Donald got a concussion today, and they're just like, "Fuck it." If it's if it's Philip Walker, yeah, Donald, who gives a shit? Like I, that's that's a bigger indictment. That might than be anything. why it's three instead of two and a half. But ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I wouldn't lay a full three on the road with New England. Like I like New England in the spot they were in today, which is underdog. Mm. Um, if you got six on Monday last week, congratulations because it closed three and a half, and then they won outright. It was perfect. Um, but yeah. All right, next game we have Vikings at Ravens. Good one. Uh, I had Ravens favored by five and a half. Same here, exactly as you. And and again, it's the market respects the Vikings despite everything. And I I do agree that I I like them catching less than a touchdown because I do think like they play up or down to the mm-hmm. opponent. Do you think it this, is five and a half? By the way. Oh wow. Do you, do you think that um, that there's any inkling in the marketplace that this will will be the last 
Do you think this is the last Zimmer game, or do you think they're going to wait? Because no. right now, the Vikings, if you look at their schedule, they almost have to get it out of the way because they have they have. I don't think they're getting rid Ravens of on the road, Chargers on the road, Packers at home. That's three and seven possibly, and then your Niners got it together. The Vikings go to Niners after that. I mean, that's looking ugly. Yeah, not not great. And there were probably I mean, somebody somebody messaged me and asked me if this is if this is uh, Dan Campbell's first win, December fifth, Vikings at Lions. Stop. <laughs> Feels like it. No, no. I think this is this is an interesting one. I I would. I know it's you know the Ravens are coming off of a bye here, but I it's too many I, points. To it's too many points. I mean, if I had to bet one side of this, I'm 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 going with the Vikings. I mean, them playing from behind is a totally different thing. They have to they have to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, all right, next one. This is one of the best, uh, two of the best games. Somebody here. just brought this up, which would be really crazy. It's never going to happen, but with the salary cap, and this is why you want to give yourself some salary cap space. What if they like traded Kirk to New Orleans? Who? Oh, the Vikings. Like that? That it won't happen because of salary cap space. What I'm saying is, this is maybe a reason why you should have cap space. It's like if a team's ready to just unload at a time like this. Like you remember um, when Teddy got injured and the Eagles mm -hmm. just unloaded Sam Bradford on the Vikings, but the Vikings had the space to yeah. incorporate it. Would the Broncos trade Teddy back to New Orleans? I, I don't think. Yeah, well, Teddy's a good one too. Yeah, um, but I think New Orleans doesn't even have the space. They have eight. Yeah, they, they'd have to. They'd have to give up a premium draft pick to to yeah, for the other team to, to eat that to kind of salary. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Browns Bengals. This is in Cincinnati, right down the road. This is going to be interesting. I mean, Browns fans travel well. Um, I'm going to this game. I have tickets. That's excited. Very exciting for you. Okay, what do you what do you think the spread? I'm actually. Is? I think I'm wrong here. Um, because I think I'm overrating Cleveland, but I have Cleveland laying two and a half in Cincy. Uh, I think you are too. I have Bengals favored by one and a half. It's two and a half per pinnacle. Mm. And it's juiced towards the Bengals. This is interesting, man. I, I want to be a Bengals believer, but, and I think this is a little bit of a reaction to Baker Mayfield, you know, being hurt. Um, Man, what's – I think if it gets out to three, if it gets out to three, you've got to be betting the Browns. Don't mm -hmm. you think? Yeah, I think so. I think they're alive as hell here. Like, the problem is, I mean, we're still just not over the fact that, like – I mean, this team lost to a really bad Pittsburgh – and I, Pittsburgh's not really bad, but Pittsburgh's a haveable team, right? Yeah, but they – I mean, it was – yeah. In, in Pittsburgh, I mean, um, total on this game is 46. Yeah, I I, think I honestly think high. that like the Bengals are too good offensively for this to go on. Yeah, maybe. Um, it should be a really good game. I mean, at two and a half, it's move. It's going to move out to three. I do think the Browns teased out to eight and a half. Is yeah, uh, it's basically already three. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So what if we did? So we have a New England. We don't want to do. Uh, but the Carolina thing is, sucks. Yeah, but the thing is, both of those are, are moving to three, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so, you're just better off betting, you know, betting the Browns there when it gets to three. Yeah. Would be my take. Um, and I think that's the You're going to get other two and a half, I think, um, from what I can tell. Yep. All right. Uh, Bills-Jags. Great game. This is in Jacksonville. I have the Bills favored by 13 and a half. I said 17 and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it is 14 and a half. Oh, see, I'll lay it with the Bills. Um, Jags are terrible. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. <laughs> like the, the Jags are so bad. The, the NFL, now, the now I'll grant terrible. this. The 1 o'clock games were way better than what they were advertised. Like yeah. when I looked through, I'm like, I watched Michigan State Michigan yesterday. It was a fantastic football game. And I was just like, I did. I tweeted at God. I was like, God, please give us like some semblance of this in 1 o'clock at, uh, at Monday that night. sounds right. And, uh, or sorry, give me some semblance of this at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And it actually delivered some decent games, right? The four o'clock slate. I mean, one of the games was Heineke Bridgewater. I mean, pew. that was unwatchable. But we also got Simeon Brady. Simeon Brady. Simeon Brady, of course. But then you and have, we got our our Patriots. Our Patriots. That game kind of that game kind of sucked too. But it was sucky. But in it was a way good that because like, we had Patriots yeah, yeah, plus exactly. five. Exactly. And then you had the 
abomination that was Seattle Jacksonville. Yeah, that good was, on Gino. Gino. Gino against the spread. Fantastic. So we want to lay it with Buffalo. So right now, the only thing we've we've really I, liked. I consider, yeah, I'd lay it with. The Buffalo. only thing we've really liked is. Sorry, not gonna swear. I, I've, I've, I've. Yeah, you've already, you've I've already broached smashed that. right through that. Barrier. But New 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 York Jets. I almost said New Jersey Jets. New York Jets adding the under forty six, Buffalo minus fourteen and a half at Jacks. That's that. Those are the ones we like the most. Okay, so far. Uh, I also I like Browns plus three. If it okay, gets out. I like it. I like. It. Let's take Cleveland plus three. Out, out to that. Um, Kliatsin. That's a coaching mismatch. Kliatsin, yeah. yeah. Um, Texans, Dolphins. My God. <laughs> uh, I have the Dolphins favored by seven. I said Miami would be minus six and a half, yeah. Th- that's so bad. That just says so much about David Culley's team. Yeah. That Miami, is. that pumpkin at one and seven is favored, or one and six, maybe one and seven. It is Dolphins by seven. Yeah. I mean, I can't bet on Houston at this point, although they did backdoor the, the closing line. The closing line today. Yeah. Okay. Game went over. We've already talked about this too much. Yeah. Um, Miami's painful, man. All right. Last game of the 1 p.m. slate Raiders at Giants. Uh, what did you have this at? I said, well, I said Raiders minus four and a half. At oh, Giants. interesting. I have Raiders minus two and a half in New York. So Raiders coming off of a bye. Um, Giants on a short rest. Yes. Maybe that's... Um, that's that's, a, that's a bad NFL thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you get like short rest against bye. Is, and like they did this to Cleveland this oh, week. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's kind of right in between. It's, it's um, Three and a half? It's three even money. So it's more than two and a half then. Mm-hmm. So that's what you said. I mean, will you lay it with the Raiders? Yeah. Giants stink. I think I would lay, I would lay it with the what. Raiders. What happens tonight that changes this at all? If the Giants, if the Giants are pumpkins in Kansas City, which I gotta think that that could happen, yeah. then this moves out to three and a half, right? So you take three or at least three even, like minus one ten on both sides, not three even money, but three, yeah, like a like a like a juiced three at least. I think you got to take Vegas minus three in this one at NYG yeah. season. I'm I'm with you, um, even though I guessed it right on. I'm kind of kind of on the number here, which I don't like. I like it when I'm a little off, so that I can have some conviction. Um, all right, before we get to the 4 p.m. slate, little message from our friends at Western and Southern, and our buddy Chris Collinsworth. Whether it's football or financial savvy, and both things like useful to know about, um, Western Southern is teaming up with our boss and friend, Chris Collinsworth, to share insights that can help you um, on both of those endeavors. Want to hear Chris about talk about his old playing days, which, by the way, is actually really engaging. Um, behind the scenes style on Sunday night, also really engaging. I encourage you to ask some funny questions about that. Um, or you want to figure out how to make your financial future secure. You can go ask about either or both. There's no limit. Um, and you can do so by going to westernsouthern.com slash askchris and asking Chris any question you want. We've given you some good things to think about asking. Um, and then on the Chris Collinsworth podcast and Western Southern's Instagram, he will be answering those each week. That's westernsouthern.com slash askchris. And you can go ask Chris Collinsworth a question. I would get creative with it. Just saying. I would get creative with it. Um, that's from our friends at Western and Southern. Not, and also, not to pour water, but oh, go ahead. I'm going to keep going here. Fan tracks. Oh. Yes. You're starting a fantasy league, whether it's nice. basketball, hockey, tennis, golf, whatever it is. Fan tracks is the best league. And if you're figuring out how to transition your football mm-hmm. league into one that's actually not a joke, um, I would go to fan tracks because they have all the customization that you could possibly want. It's easy to use. Um, UI is great, and uh, they have a bunch of really cool stuff um, that you can customize your league with. And if you sign up with promo code PFF at Fantrax.com slash PFF, you can get a signed jersey um, to go along with a much better fantasy league. Okay. The, By the way, Mike, Zim- Mike Zimmer said the Vikings had a lot of film on Cooper Rush. So mm. how did Minnesota prepare for Dallas's backup? Xavier Woods, we weren't. We were just prepping for four, Prescott. 
we kind of thought they were going to still run the same offense. It's tough scenes. I don't understand. Okay, but they like, what offense did they run? Would the, would Dallas have run that like inverted wishbone with the two linemen had it been? Yeah, but that's not, they weren't they were even winning, effective on. They that, were yeah. winning the game with that. Yeah, like the Minnesota Vikings were winning the game. They had terrible cornerbacks that couldn't cover the Dallas Cowboys receivers. Yeah, that's what happened. Tyron Smith went out of that game. Ty Inseki was playing left yeah, tackle. Danelle Hunter was out in the second True. half. To be that fair, was a big to loss. the Vikings, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the fact that their corners were so scared we've already of, maxed out. Yeah, our, yeah. Our we maxed out. Sunday, 4 p.m. slate, three games. Chargers. George a little ornery tonight. Eagles. Well, no, I'm, I'm cognizant of the fact that if something happens with the Niners, I talk about the yeah, Niners. Yeah, yeah. Something happens with the Chiefs, we talk about the Chiefs. Vikings is kind of the same way since you have polyamorous relationship with two teams. I just want to be aware of the great people that are polyamorous. out there Polyamorous is a good word. It is a good word. Good word. Chargers, Eagles. In Philadelphia. Chargers coming off a loss. Eagles coming off of what was a decisive win against the Detroit Lions. I have the The Eagles. Detroit Lions, by the way. No yeah, defense. there's no defense there. There's no offense either. <laughs> so I don't know what that makes the spelling. Um, I have the Eagles uh, getting three points at home. And this one I struggled with. And I have no idea if I'm right or I not. said two and a half because I think, you know, we, in our um, research and development chat, right? Like we had, we've had a couple people be like, "Hey, are you guys' power rankings on the Chargers wrong?" And I was like, "Well, you know, you have to look and see. Like they have a lot of noisy stuff in their wins, mm -hmm. and you know they've obviously lost two games since against two bad teams, not two okay teams, Baltimore and New England. And so, like, I think the the Chargers they got are destroyed by, by the Ravens, yeah. and in this game they got basically handled by New England. Um, so. Two and a half to me doesn't doesn't seem all that bad. Yeah, it is. Um, it is basically right in between. It is a heavily juiced two and a half, so it'll be three. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense, right? Like I think people are going to say, "Oh my God, the Chargers minus two and a half is a great bet," mm -hmm. you know. Given, but it's like they're kind of like was what did Herbert look like today? Herbert was just kind of a quarterback yeah. today. He wasn't. I don't think he was terrible, but he wasn't like. You know, he wasn't this amazing MVP candidate that everybody thought he was after like four games. He's been kind of that way for two weeks now. This is a an a nice spot to to get right, I think. But um, I don't know. This is another one where it's a juice two and a half, but I do like the Eagles in a teaser. Um, you know, like an Eagles Browns teaser to me is is really mm -hmm. interesting. That the thing is, both of those are probably getting a three. Yeah. So you're better off just betting them plus three. Um, yeah, if you like them. All right. Uh, let's save the, the really good game for the last one here. Cardinals Niners in San Francisco. I think there's probably a little bit of question mark around like how healthy Kyler Murray is. I've not heard anything around like questioning whether he'll play. Um, the, you know, the concern would be that it's a high ankle sprain. Um, so assuming Murray is playing, uh, what do you have this at? San Francisco plus two and a half. Okay. I have San Francisco plus three and a half. Uh, it looks like it is two and a half. San Francisco got a little right today. Debo Samuel is, uh, is an amazing football player. I, I worry sometimes about the concentration of their targets, you know, mostly on him. Ayuk did have some plays. He did make some plays today from what I could tell just watching the game. Yeah, he did. Passing by. That helps. I have no idea why Kyle still starts Jimmy G. It makes zero sense to me. Like this game, yeah. like so. I mean, I think San Francisco is probably a good teaser leg. I don't, hmm. but Arizona is one of those teams that can. So Arizona has like on the road had some really good games this year where they've extended leads and played extremely yeah. well. They're coming off of ten days rest on this game. So that would be, I mean, I, I, I'm, I knew, I'm content not touching this game, actually. I will say this. If I knew more about Kyler Murray's health, I'm taking the Cardinals minus two and a half. Yeah. Jimmy G played really well today. Great. Had a couple of rushing scores. Great. I will take Kyler Murray with less than two or less than three points in this game. So... Um, you want to lay it with, it with Arizona or, or is there too much uncertainty here? Let's, let's do a little more research. I, I'm, I want to go do my own research. <laughs> I do want to find out if there's anything that we've seen about 
Murray. Kyler Murray. I mean, he walked off the field fine. I'm guessing that he will be fine. Um, I'm also guessing that AJ Green won't play as much in this game. <laughs> um, You'd have to think. Look, the Niners. The Niners beat a not very good Chicago Bears team. Like, let's be just. And they gave up there. some plays to Justin Fields that were pretty let's spectacular. Be, let's be super honest. So, um, if it's less than three, I do like the Cardinals here. Okay. Game of the uh, game of the week: Packers at Chiefs. Okay. I have in my notes here that you could have made this Packers minus two and a half. You could have made this Chiefs minus two and a half, and I don't really see much sense. of a difference. I sided with Chiefs minus two and a half. What did you have? I have Casey minus two and a half. I I saw this ahead of time. It I was is curious. Minus two and a half. Yeah. Okay. I, I would take pa- like I think on BetOnline.ag you can get. The Packers at plus three, minus 125. That is very tempting to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, like, I I just don't know. If if Green Bay, so Green Bay is going to be off of 10 days rest. Kansas City is going to be off of just six days rest yep. or whatever. And if Green Bay is healthy on offense, like, is Kansas City going to stop them? I love the Packers. Yeah, I, 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 I love the Packers as a teaser uh, leg here. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna think about them in a teaser, okay? I don't hate that. I would just take them plus three. Plus I would take teams. them plus three, but it's minus two and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like if you go plus three, you're not you're not allowed to say minus one ten. It's minus one twenty five. It's way more expensive, right? But yeah, okay. Let's go two and a half then in a teaser. Yeah, I like that. Um. Yeah, and if it gets out to three, man. I mean, three is a smash play. I don't, yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, I could see, like, I'd love to see the Chiefs extend on a team for once. That's actually good. Not like Washington or Philly, but like, I just don't see it. I I mean, they need to beat the Giants first. They need to beat the Giants. That's a really (laughs) good point. Sunday night football is the, I could have sworn that that Green Bay, Kansas City was Sunday night football. I could have, I would have, I would have bet, (laughs) I would have bet money that. Um, Packers Chiefs, this is an interesting one. Like, I, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is not – he's not off to the MVP start that he had last year. No. But I do think there's a little bit of – I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. Just saying. I think, I think this could be the uh, – like, he really has an incredible game here with all of his weapons back. Hopefully, all of his weapons back. Um, Sunday Night Football. Titans, Rams in Los Angeles. I had the Rams favored by three. Yeah, I had three and a half. Oh my God, we are very wrong. Rams are favored by six and a half. Okay, I mean we have to get involved here. Tennessee plus six and a half is a play. I'm sorry, like that's nuts. I get it. I get that Tennessee is like because you talk about the Buffalo Tennessee game, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, you wanted to put Tennessee ahead of Buffalo. Yeah. But if you ran that, like Buffalo played fine in that Tennessee game. It mm-hmm. was mostly fluky shit that why you know yeah. Tennessee Tennessee won. And I get that. I I can understand being like, oh, there's a fluky win here, there's a fluky win there. But Tennessee's actually good. Like this is absurd. And LA doesn't have great home field advantage. Um and Tennessee like runs the football on that Raheem Morris, uh, Brandon Staley, Vic Fangio, too high stuff. And like, while that doesn't they're not gonna play the too high shell against against Tennessee, but they're going to play like like what Buffalo did, they're going to play like a condensed defense that they're not engineered for. Yep. That, that that's like a, a you know styles make fight situation. That's going to keep this game close. Give me Tennessee. Yeah, that's that's absurd. Man, I'm trying to think about like what we got wrong here. I mean, I don't know if Julio will be back. It doesn't really change my opinion here a ton. Um, yeah, man. Six and a half is too many points. It's too many points. Um, like the difference, uh, Matt Stafford is probably going to be, you know, an MVP favorite maybe by the time this week is over. Um, but like Ryan Tannehill is playing really well. There's no, there's no like massive gap at, at quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah, I, this is, that's ridiculous. Okay. Monday Night Football, Bears, Steelers. In Pittsburgh, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers favored by four and a half points. How about you? 
Um, Pittsburgh minus six and a half. You nailed it. I am also wrong here. Um, this is me hating on the Pittsburgh Steelers once again. Um, man. Steelers going to be a team by six and a half? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 look, I liked, I liked Chicago plus four just seemed like a contrarian oh, play. That was, that and was, it was a, it felt like a really good bet for the majority of the game. Yeah. And then it just, then it just was not. I don't know. I mean, I'm certainly not taking Pittsburgh minus six and a half. Yeah. Um, I can't take Chicago, though. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Chicago did look bad at the end of that game. All right. Those are the week nine uh, look headlines. Our column will be out uh, in a few hours once we get a chance to actually go write it. Check it out if you're listening to this on Monday morning. It'll be on pff.com. You can go read uh, all of the best bets that we have for early in the week. You want to get them before the lines move so that you don't uh, look like an idiot betting them on Sunday morning. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. We love you. Peace.